Hi, this is Rabbi Eric Levy. I'm pleased to bring you the seventh and last aliyah of the Sidra or Parsha of Vayetchanan. So far, Moshe's exhortations have dealt with a, a loving commitment to the one God and his commandments, that's the Shema. B, the need not to forget God because of the ease on which the nations uh, is going to be successful in the land of Israel, which will result in turning to false gods. C, the requirement to serve God and follow the commandments for the right reasons, not to test God to see if he keeps his part of the bargain, if we keep our part of the bargain. And D, the need to consistently bring every new generation into the obligation of keeping the commandments. In this final aliyah, which begins in chapter 7, the issue uh, is, is, is Moshe is exhorting them not to be swayed by the immoral and illicit behavior of the nations uh, which will be around them when they're conquering the land of Canaan. Now, since Israel's very existence is based on the need to be holy and to be wholly different from the rest of the world, should Israel absorb these Emirate attributes, these immoral religious practices, then the continued existence of Israel will be at risk since their whole raisin detra will disappear. If the Canaanites, um, therefore, don't give up these ways, and therefore those ways will inevitably just rub off on Israel based on osmosis, unfortunately wiping out the practitioners of these evil religions in order to stifle the religions uh, would be necessary. You shall surely destroy them or utterly destroy them. When the Lord, your God, brings you to the land you are coming to inherit or to conquer, uh, and many nations are scattered from before you, specifically the Chiti, the Girgashi, the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Prezites, the Chivites, and the Ibusites. Um, as a general, sometimes they're called generally the Amorites, and sometimes they're generally called the Canaanites, the seven great nations that are more vast than you. And God delivers, that is, he will deliver them to you, and you will defeat them. You must completely wipe them out. Do not make treaties with them. Do not show them grace or perhaps give them no quarter, don't intermarry with them, uh, don't give your daughters to, to that nation's sons, do not take that nation's daughters to you. Now the latter may seem safer, which is why it's stated last, because since the girl, the foreign girl comes into the Israelite household, uh, one would imagine that it's safe, but it's not. And why is it not safe? Ki yasir et elohim acharim, because this will cause your children, perhaps your sons, to stray from me or abandon me, and then they will worship other gods, and the Lord will be sorely angry with you and will destroy you quickly. Based on this verse, the Ramban asserts, and I think correctly, that even after Joshua and, and the Israelites entered the land of, the, of, the, of Canaan, the seven Emirate nations could still ask for peace as long as they were willing to give up their evil religion and accept the seven Noahide laws. That is, they didn't need to become Jewish, according to the Ramban. They just needed to accept Noahide laws. Why? Because that would um, essentially make sure that they were always acting in a moral behavior, even if not in a uh, in the elevated status of the Jewish religion, uh, of the Israelite religion. 
and, and being moral and getting rid of their immoral practices by following the seven Noahide laws, they would no longer pose a threat to Israel's existence. That is, the only reason we needed to wipe them out is not because of what they are. It's not a racial issue. It's because of what they do, the way they behave. Should they stop behaving that way, there would be no need to destroy them. Now, Rashi disagrees with this, but pretty much but Ramban uh, feels this way. The Rambam in his in his uh, 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 in his Yad in his Mishnah Torah says even if even if Amalek uh, decided to accept the Noahide laws, it would not be necessary to destroy them. So again, it's not a question of destroying a race because of who they are. It's a question of destroying evil practice. And unfortunately, sometimes um, you have to get to the core of things, which are the people doing the evil. What are you going to do? You can't separate the evil being done from the perpetrator. Um, and, and moreover, what God is saying here is that by being immoral and allowing their immorality to, to, to pass osmosis-like into our system, then our very mission as a light into nations, as a spreader of Kedusha, of moral behavior and moral religion, uh, would be put into doubt, which would put us in doubt. And therefore, ki im kota asulahem, this is what you have to do then, mizbuchotehem titotsu matzebotam, this is what you must do to them. You must destroy their altars and break their single stone, single stone altars, that's a matzeva, and cut down their cultic trees. I'm not going to go into the issue of the asherah right now. And burn their idols in fire. Why? Because you are a holy nation to the Lord, to the Lord your God. The Lord God, uh, your God has specifically chosen you to be a nation apart, set aside, segula, like a treasure chest separate from all the other nations that are on the face of the earth, meaning your very existence is predicated on the ability to maintain your differentness so that you can be light unto other nations. Had God not given you this mission to be holy, you would never have been saved from Egypt. Now, I'm inserting that into this statement, but I think it's coming up specific, explicitly in the, in the in two verses. Lo miru the Lord did not select you and attach himself to you because you are more numerous than the other nations. Indeed, you are the smallest of the nations. Rather, because of the Lord's love for you and because he's keeping his promise that he made uh, to your forefathers, that he that's why he took you out uh, with a strong hand and redeemed you from the house of slavery, from the land of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. Had you not been able to fill that duty that he had for you to be different, to be unique, then you never would have come out. And I think that's what the verse is saying, as harsh as that is. Viadat, and therefore, if you give up that uniqueness by inter, uh, by, by assimilating it with the people around you, then your existence is finished. And you know, you must know that the Lord is your God, is the God, meaning the sole creator of the universe, the reliable God, who keeps his covenant and the kindness, meaning he goes beyond the letter of the Lord regarding 
and rewarding you with, uh, with, with those who love him and those who keep his commandments. And he does this for a thousand generations, which really means forever, not just for a thousand generations. On the other hand, but in contrast, he pays back those who hate him to their face, meaning in their in their lifetime they live to see it to destroy him. He will not he will not delay to those who hate him, which in this case people who reject him by assimilating with other nations. In his lifetime, he will pay them back, and as such, Marta you must keep the mitzvah, meaning all of these exaltations, the Shema, this, and all the laws, the Chukim and the Shpatim, and the rules that I, meaning Moshe, command you to do today. More exhortations will follow in the next Sidra of Ekav, but that concludes the Sidra of Ve'et Hanan.